Welcome to the Moon Room. <laughs> Season 3. Welcome back. Yay. I've been gone for a while. Like, a long time. <laughs> and I'm so happy to be back with this. Um, so, I have several things to talk about today with this show. All pertaining to the spirit realm and all the witchy things. Um, we just had a super full moon. I think today it's gone and whack waning and gibbous or whatever but we just had a super full moon and today is friday it's 8 53 a.m and it's freya's day so i've been spending time with freya this morning what's crazy is i draw well i have this like digital app and i use it every day and today's card is the empress but the empress card is also freya's card and like isis and the divine feminine so I'm always like, yay, when I get an Empress Day, I call it the Empress Day, or whatever the card is, it's that day. So today is Empress Day, honoring Freya, and it sounds like she's also like actually here with us, which is lovely. All right, so, um, which actually kind of goes with what I'm gonna talk about today. First, um, I wanna talk about a dream that I had two nights ago. Um, yesterday I spent all day, um, like, away from social media and stuff because I've been having crazy dreams the last several nights and yesterday I ended up t taking a walk like a nice long walk and I actually did yoga it was like on a farm and so I'd like did yoga in the cornfield and there was all these nice hawks ab above me and then I sat on the ground and grounded for like I was on hold on the phone with a company for like ever I think they had me on hold for like an hour it was crazy so I ended up sitting there on the ground looking at this cornfield on hold and the hold music was so like peaceful and all of these little sweat bees started landing on me i don't know if y'all know about the sweat bees but they're like these little these little bees and they land on you and they suck your sweat <laughs> it sounds gross but it's so cute if you look at them do it anyway so they were all landing on me and i just was watching them like suck sweat off my, <laughs> off my arms and legs and I had this thought, I was like, oh my God, I'm in fairy mode right now. Oh, two, three, four was just on the clock. I'm in fairy mode. Cause like, here's this swarm of little bees that are not hurting me at all. And they're eating, they're feeding off of me. Um, there's like five hawks, not hawks, vultures. Did I say hawks before? I meant vultures. Something must've been dead in the cornfield. Cause it was all these vultures. So here's all these vultures swirling above me and the corn is nice and high. And there's butterflies flittering all around me and I and these cars kept driving by and I just kept thinking I'm sure they think this is crazy this woman just sitting on the side of the of this trail getting covered in little bugs or whatever I had that thought and I just I felt so full of gratitude for how weird that must look to people but also feeling so content because I'm like oh the earth is really like touching me right now it's really like being with me in this in this space I don't know so I ended up from there, because I had planned on, oh, three, three, three on the clock. All right, so spirit is here. The reason I was walking through that was I was taking videos and, well, no, I was taking photos to make a TikTok of just how it was spending my day. But you can't take a video when you're on hold on the phone. So I was like snapping all these little, these little photos and thinking, okay, when I'm done, I'll, I'll take the video. But then the girl had me on the phone for so long. I was on the phone overall, like I said, yo, close to two hours. Yeah. By the time it was done, it was almost two hours. 
And by that point, now I'm just like, okay, well, I'm ready to leave the park. So I, I left and completely forgot to make little content for TikTok. But then I come home, <clears throat> and then I remembered I was supposed to be having a call with my friend, my really good friend. So I ended up getting on the phone with my friend and telling this friend about the dream. And then the conversation went for so long that by the time we got off, it was too late. I was going to actually record this yesterday and tell you about this. Anyway, it was too late to like post anything. So here I am today, but that's how I spent yesterday, just really covered in earth and spirit. And it just happened to be also the super full moon. The crazy thing though, is that the dreams that I was having, that I was sharing, my friend also was having similar dreams at the same time. And then I noticed that people online, excuse me, I'm drinking my tea, um, are also having similar kind of what we call ascension symptoms and experiences. So that's what this show is going to be about. It's going to be about the channel messages that I've been getting over the course of the last few several weeks or whatever, whatever, and the dreams I've been having and, and some other stuff. Okay. All right. So the dream I had two nights ago, y'all, I got stuck in it. It was okay. Here's the thing. When I had first woke up from it, I like recorded a whole episode I was going to send to y'all, but in recounting it to my friend, it's kind of good that I didn't actually release this in recounting it to my friend, y'all, I remembered something else that only y'all know about five, five, five on the clock. And it, so, so it's good that I'm sharing this today. Y'all remember the dream I had where I was at Raven Simone's house in another realm, but like what ended up happening was I woke up in a bed in a room somewhere else and the bed itself seemed to be like different like it was I think I described it with like blue stuff on it anyway and it was like carved differently but every time I went to go leave the room my eyes shut okay the other thing in that in that dream was that there was a party that was coming and I was becoming lucid and realizing like I don't know these people and I shouldn't be here And also in that dream, I think my cat was there. Yeah, okay. So I'm recounting the dream I had two nights ago, which I'm still going to get to, to my friend. And as I'm recounting it to him, it's clicking that like, oh shit, this is a lot like that other dream. So then I end up going explaining that whole other shit to him. And then it triggers a whole, we're going to, one day I'm going to have my friend on and we're going to have a conversation like so y'all can actually hear. Because by the end of the conversation, I was like, bro, like, we are the druids. Like, we are the new druids. Like, we are literally druids that just reincarnated. Like, yeah, that's where this is all going, by the way. And, like, um, there are a host of us here that are reincarnated, which I, we already know. But, like, druidry, the talking to trees, the merging together of worlds, the walking between worlds, um... But then when your waking world also starts to blend in with your dream world and all this stuff. So I think that's that moving forward, that's kind of the the vein I'm going to be sticking to with my podcast. I mean, I'm going to also talk about a a lot of other things, but we're going to hear a lot about these dreams that I've been having and that other people are having as well. And hopefully I will figure out technically, technologically how to get a guest onto this thing. Okay, so if I don't get to the goddamn dream from two nights ago. <laughs> all right, so the dream two nights ago. I, I woke up in a room, in my old bedroom, 
from like childhood. <clears throat> but the bed was this bed that I'm in now. So I instantly knew something wasn't right because my cat was on the bed with me. So it took me a few minutes as I'm sitting in the room trying to like figure out like what is happening. And I start to hear people outside the bedroom. So I go to the door, I open it, and there's like one person in the hallway that I don't really know. So I'm trying to figure out like, what is happening right now? And they're talking to me and they're like, are you ready? The people are coming, are you getting ready for the party tonight? Y'all, another fucking party. So I'm like, what? And they're like, go get ready for the party. And so I'm like, what the heck? I go back in the room and I sit on the bed with Olive and I'm like, no, 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 something's not right. Like, I don't understand. I don't know what part, what are they talking about? And why am I in this room? This don't even make sense because I'm this age. Like I left that room. I think we moved out of Baltimore when I was, oh fuck, when I was 13. So like, yeah. Um, so I'm sitting there calculating and I start to get this heaviness over me as if my eyes want to close. And something is telling me, oh no, something bad is going to happen. If you stay here, you got to get out. So I grab Olive, who actually, oddly enough, had a, her, a collar and a leash on her. Like I put her, she's she's a, a dog cat. So she likes to sit outside on the leash <laughs> and just like watch the birds and shit. So oddly enough, that was on her in the bed. So I took it and I wrapped it around her. And then I started to run out the door. And as I got into the hallway, bang, my eyes shut like in the other dream. And I was like, oh no. So I run back in the bedroom and my eyes open again. And I'm like, oh no, what's happening? Like, So I basically, I'm sitting there calculating again. Eventually what I do is I make a mad dash, a blind mad dash, because like I already knew this house, because right, it's my old house, down to what used to be my parents' bedroom. Get in there and my eyes open, but they're like only halfway open. Like, like as if when you are so, 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 so groggy that you just cannot open your eyes. It felt like that. But I'm standing in front of one of the TikTokers, a TikToker that I watch all the time. I don't follow this person like officially though. And so she's in there and the whole bedroom is empty. Like there's no furniture, nothing. She's just standing in the middle of the room and she's curling her hair. Don't ask me why. I don't even know why the fuck she's curling her hair. Just stand, I don't even, it wasn't even plugged into nothing. How could it? But she was curling her hair and she's like, are you getting ready for the party tonight? And I'm like, what? What are you doing here? Like, who? how is this even possible? So I'm slowly becoming lucid. And I'm telling her, I got to get out of here. Like, I'm not in the right place. And she's like, what are you talking about? You're not in the right place. And I'm like, I, I, I don't understand what, what, what I can't, I can't see anything. 11, 11 on the clock. And so I say, I got to get help. And so she kind of like laughs at me, like as if something, like she's not understanding why I'm freaked out. Cause she, all she's thinking about is this party for tonight. So something tells me. I got to call somebody for help because I'm, tr I feel like I'm stuck in this house. And if I stay in this house, but when this party gets here, something not, something bad's going to happen. So I do the, I make the mad dash, blind dash back to the other bedroom. My eyes open fully and I had a cell phone and I end up calling on my phone, Wayne Brady, bro. Don't, <laughs> I, I call Wayne Brady on the cell phone and I'm like, I need help. Can you come get me? And he's like, we're coming, we're coming, bro. Wayne Brady and his whole family show up at the front door downstairs. And I don't know how, like, I can't go down there, but I can see down there. So I'm like, remember how in that other dream, I was telling y'all that, like, I wasn't actually leaving the room, but I was still able to somehow travel throughout that house to see what was happening in the other rooms. But anytime I physically left the room, my eyes shut. Yeah, so I guess that was when I figured out remote viewing remote sensing 
So anyways, I'm stuck in his bedroom. I call him on the phone. And then I, from the bedroom upstairs, see him and his family arrive at the front door downstairs. In my mind, I guess. And I, I don't know if I te teleported or I think I somehow teleported down there. Because I know I didn't walk through the whole house. Anytime I actually left that room through the door, eyes was shut and heaviness was coming over me. So I, I somehow get down there. And him and his whole family are at the front door. It's light outside. And they try to pull me out of the house. And I can't get out. Like a force is keeping me in the house. And they're trying and trying and trying. Shove, trying to shove me forward. Try, like they can leave, but I can't get through the door. And they say, okay, 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 we're coming back. Because people seem to be arriving to the house. So they leave. And I'm still at the, my consciousness or something is at the front door. But I think my body is still up in the bedroom. Y'all, this is a crazy dream. I'm telling y'all. And it's long. Okay, so so then eventually I go, I think I go out of the bedroom. Like I open the door and I, I start to leave the bedroom of, you know, like just right into the hallway. And two people from my current life all of a sudden are there. And like, here's where it got weird. I see them. They see me. But like I instantly realize that they're that I'm from a, that they're not they don't match who they are in this life like like it's like I'm, I'm I know I'm seeing I know it's I know it's them right but like they don't look exactly the same and so I start to get the creepies because they're like I hope you're getting ready for the party tonight and I'm like wait 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 what I realize is that they're awake. So you know how like when you dream trap, like when you're in dreams and you communicate with people that you might know from this world, a lot of times they are still, the version of them you're seeing in that world is the version of them in that world. So that version of them doesn't have memories of anything from this world. You might have the memories of you and them in this world, but the version of them in that world don't because that version of them is on a separate timeline of different activities or whatever is going on. I've learned this over decades of dreaming and have had to put this all together. But like, I've learned that a lot of times, it's essentially they're like bots. They're like, they're supposed to, when you go into the dream world, the people you interact with, for the most part, are bot versions of what you would know in, of them in this world. Oh, one, five, one, five on the clock. So the thing about these two people though, is that they weren't bot versions of themselves. They, I could tell that they knew exactly who I was from this world, but they were acting like they didn't know. And all of a sudden, as I'm talking to them, as they're talking to me, actually, I'm hearing in my head, fire alarms go off and just the words, gaslight, 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 you're being gaslit right now. And I was trying to, it was like this confusing thing because I'm standing right outside of a door where my eyes are getting heavy the longer I stand outside of it. Two people are talking to me as if, as if I'm, as if I'm the version of myself that they do know in that realm, but also they know that I'm not, and they also know the version of me from this realm. I don't know if that makes sense to y'all. That's a scary fucking thing. So I'm getting more and more creepies, and they're saying, you know, I hope you're getting ready for the party tonight. It's their party though, and so I now get very scared, and I run back in the room. And I'm like, okay, this is really bad. Something really, really bad is happening. Somehow at that point, I teleport outside of the house into the yard. And 
the yard isn't the same. It's a yard I've never been in, but it had this big koi pond in it. And the koi pond at first was empty. There was no water in it. There was no fish in it. And there was all just like pebbles, but it was in like stacked enough like a fountain. So I'm standing there and I've seen it. I don't know why I'm looking at this koi pond. And then again, my consciousness zooms back into the bedroom. Okay, I'm there for a bit, still trying to figure out how to get out. Then all of a sudden, I get a call on my phone from two, two women. I don't know these women, but they're like, we're on our way to come get you. What the fuck is happening, right? Like, what? Okay, so I'm like, there's people coming to get me. Okay, so I'm watching all of a sudden the window, and all of a sudden it's dark now. And um, the door, these people come to the door. I'm still up in the bedroom, but somehow I, I get back down to the front door. I don't know. I don't even know how that was kept happening, but I'm down at the front door when these women arrive and the front light is on. Like the house is set for nighttime at this point and there's still no one in the house but me at this point and the girl who's still up in the bedroom doing her hair. That's from TikTok. So these two women show up. I to this, I can't, I couldn't tell you who they are. I don't recognize them from this life, but they knew who I was and they knew me and they were like, we're here to get you. Their car was on. They had the headlights on. It was like a rescue mission. They literally are grabbing me, trying to drag me through the front door, and I can't get through it. Like, something keeps pushing them away and, and pulling me in. And at that point now, people start appearing in the house, like as if time has gone by and the party has started, but they didn't come through the front door. It was as if time just moved forward. And the women who were standing at the door, they see all these people start to appear behind me in the house as if a party has already been in full sweat. But like a second ago, there was nobody in the house with me. Bro, like I'm telling y'all, this is a... Relax, I'm going to take a sip of my tea. <laughs> yeah, okay, so... So then they get all scared. I'm seeing them get scared. I'm not understanding what is happening at this point. But they're getting scared and they're like, okay, we're going to leave and we're going we're gonna to come back. Somebody's going to come get you out. And I watched them run to their their car. One slips and falls. Like, that's how fast they were trying to get away from the house I was in. One slips and falls. The other one grabs her. They get in the car, and I watched them drive away. And I'm just standing there as it's almost like phantom people started appearing around me in party mode. Like, I could all of a sudden hear the glasses clinking like champagne and stuff. Like, I, I'm standing at the front door. And then bang, all of a sudden there's people around me. It, it made no fucking sense. So then I rushed somehow blind, like my eyes are starting to shut and I'm trying to crawl, rush back up to the bedroom where my eyes stay open. I get back up here, Olive is up here. I jump onto this bed that has mirrors on it and I become fully lucid. Like the whole dream, I'm like slowly becoming lucid. But at that point I become all the way lucid. And I realize like I'm in the wrong life. I'm in the wrong place. And something is about to, something is coming to hurt me. The two people that are here, they're awake and it's not right. This, they're not supposed to be awake. That's like, I was so terrified. So I jump on the bed. I look at the mirror and I start yelling, wake up, bitch. <laughs> like, wake up, bitch, wake up. And I grab my eyelids and I'm like, I shut them and I like pry them open and shut them again, pry them open, just trying to force myself to wake up at that point. The door bursts in and all these people come in. And they're all supposed to be like family and friends, people I know. I don't recognize none of these people, but they all know me. And they like, it's as if when you have like people that like, you know, like your cousins or whatever, they come jump on a bed and like, hey, how you doing? Again, these are people I don't know in this life. They were like Caucasian. They were like all these different types of people. And somebody 
jumped, like it was a bunch of us, they jumped on the bed and they're all talking and having drinks or whatever. And all of a sudden my eyes start to get heavy when they're not supposed to be getting heavy in this room. And they start to get heavy and I can't see. And I'm, I'm again, still looking at myself, trying to look at myself in the mirror, just saying, wake up, Randa, wake up, Randa. And I feel somebody grab my leg and start to try to carve something in it. I feel actual sharp knife carving of something into my leg. Child, I let out a scream and I start screaming for Jesus and Diana and Freya and all of the, the she, everybody, spirit, whoever can hear me, get me the fuck out of this. And bang, I got out and I woke up here. Oh my God. But I woke up with this heaviness like I was about to go right back into the sleep. And something said, just open your eyes and stare at the ceiling. Stare at the ceiling fan <laughs> and just stay awake. Because remember in that other dream with the Raven Simone house, I woke up three times before I could actually like stay awake and not get back dragged into that other room that I was in in her house. So in this one, I'm like desperately trying to just keep my eyes open to the point where I think I even like took my hands and just like held my eyelids open, <laughs> like don't fall back asleep. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that was was bad. All right, so oh, I forgot a part. There was a part. At some point later on, my consciousness jumped back out to the um, outside. And I saw the koi pond again, and the koi pond this time was full, but my leather purse, the two people who were awake in that dream, they had taken my purse somehow and dumped all of everything from my purse in the water of the koi pond and then left the purse floating there. And I happened to see the purse floating and two guests from the party like came early and like walked up and they were like, hey girl, how you doing? Why is your purse in the, what is this? And I'm st standing there looking at it, ooh, two, 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 two. And I'm like saying to them like, I don't know why my purse is here, but I knew exactly who had done it and, and that they were sending me a message. And it was daytime when that happened. So like, I knew that I needed to get out of the house before this party started because they were letting me know if something about the party was gonna hurt me. Bro, like, this is a crazy ass dream. Like I'm keep saying over and over again. So, so yeah, that part with the with the message, my purse. So basically, I had anchors. You know, my purse was there. This my my bed was there. My cat was there, and then people from TikTok were there <clears throat> in this dream. So basically, when I wake up, I, I realize like the big thing that I needed to see about that was that there were people awake, in like the the, the worlds are merging, the realms are merging, and beings like you know how the matrix in the matrix how everybody is connected to like they're actually asleep and they're hooked up to some machine but like in the dream world they're all essentially not awake but i think in the movie the 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 evil antagonist ones those agents they happen to be like awake and can they know everybody else is asleep and so whenever Neo comes up against them, it's that's what makes it so scary is that they're actually, they have figured out how to walk between the worlds too, but not with love and light. Yeah, so like that's what I got when I woke up. It was that like, oh shit, this is the full moon. Oh shit, I just had like a lucid dream where, you know, all of these anchors are there to try and help me see something. And then, oh shit, literally people from online were in it and trying to get me out of the house like people kept saying we're coming to get you we're coming to get you out and it didn't that part like just didn't make sense to me so I needed to like sit with it for like all day to just be like what spirit what are you trying to show me 
by the time I ended up talking to my friend and telling my friend about it, that's when I realized that it was connected to that other dream where essentially it's just showing us that like people like me who are dream walkers, we are not only walking between the worlds, but we're ascending them all to the point where there are some people who are also going to be able to start being awake in these other realms, but, but they're not necessarily trying to ascend the realm. They're just powerful enough in their own soul that they can travel as well and do negative things to people. So yeah, like that was, that was the, <laughs> that was the big message I got. The worlds are coming together, um, which is a positive thing. But for people like me, dream travelers, um, for, for people who do shamanic walking and healing, we're starting to see that all of the worlds are coming together, even the darker dimensions. And so the so the need for protection is is very important right now for everybody. And again, like this this might not be for like this message might confuse a lot of people or or maybe I didn't. Sh I know I'm kind of all over the place with explaining this dream because it was legitimately like I've never had a dream like this where I got stuck like that. Um, and yeah, <laughs> crazy. The other part about it was that I had just followed Wayne Brady. <laughs> I had just followed him. And so like it was him and all his full family showed up in the dream, which was so crazy. Um, but it, it it was like people from a spirit was just showing me like who my who my actual soul family is at this point. Like because that girl from TikTok, when I woke up, I went to her TikTok and she was like, Y'all, I'm in the hospital like she was in the hospital. I had just seen her in in my dream, curling her hair, and then I woke up and she's like, y'all, I'm in the hospital. So of course I obviously say a good prayer for her right then. Like get this bitch out of the hospital. Like whatever's going on with her, please heal her spirit. But like, I think what I'm trying to, trying to understand, or I guess trying to communicate is that the 2D that we're in, the 5D that we're operating in, the 3D that we know about is becoming very, very, very more at one with the 4D. And the 4D is just the gateway to like a shit ton of other dimensions. So yeah, if anybody has been having crazy sleep lately, crazy dreams, um, if you've been having not being able to sleep through the night or if you're staying up all night or sleeping in, anything around your sleep right now is ascension symptoms. It's ordained, you are being held and protected and guided through it all. Essentially, the Akasha is being merged. That's what I just got as I'm talking. The Akasha is being merged. So what I was experiencing was Akashic in some way. I'm getting to see not just the bot versions of people now. I'm getting to see like the awakened versions of people in other realms, which that don't even like to me, I'm processing that. I'm still processing that like yeah, that's I'm I'm gonna be sitting and meditating on that for a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was so that's the first part. The next thing that happened for me that I was um, <laughs> that spirit kind of let me in on. I had a I had a channel the other night. I think it was like a week ago with act with like Jesus, like the actual Yeshua. I was it was at night. I was sitting in bed. I don't even remember what. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. I think I was 
thinking about the world, I was thinking about the world and the lessons of Christ when he was here, the last magician, and what he was trying to tell, teach the world about love. And I think I was, that's what it was. I was sitting in there, I was having like a, I was in meditation. I was in meditation and my mind was going about like just working through that. I said in my own mind, 2000 years ago when Jesus was here and like bang, all of a sudden my phone started vibrating and I was laid there and listened to it, but it wasn't like a notification vibration. So if anybody has um, the phone with, or if you ever, anyone who uses those, um, it's like you don't plug in your phone, you sit your phone on it and it like does magnetic to the back and it will charge it without plugging it in my I, I use those right but like if you if it comes detached a little bit sometimes it'll give a like vibration so if your phone slips off the magnet it'll vibrate and like reattach it that's what my phone does I don't know if anybody else does this but I was laying there in stillness and I had been laying there in still, stillness for a solid hour this was a three-hour meditation I was laying in stillness for a solid hour and all of a sudden the phone vibrated as soon as telepathically I thought 2,000 years ago when Jesus was here and da, 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 right? So of course I pause my thought sentence and I'm laying there. And then I repeat the same sentence in my head. 2,000 years ago when Jesus was here and he did it and bang, it vibrated again. And I was like, oh, sh oh, and there was a click in the room. I don't know if y'all heard that click in the room. All right. So I'm laying there and what, in what happens for the next hour wasn't even, no, it was two hours. I think the next two hours was I laid there and I telepathically in my mind, y'all can think I'm crazy what you're gonna hear. It's not crazy, I swear to God this happened. F for two solid hours, I laid here in absolute stillness, did not touch my phone, but I talked in my head and the phone vibrated constantly in reaction to questions. Like, I shit you not. I, like I. I had wished somebody was in the room with me when it happened. At one point, I even said out loud, like, holy shit, this is fucking happening. Jesus is here. Oh my, like, I literally said it out loud. And my my cat was there, too. It was just like, I wish somebody was here. I wish somebody was, like, recording this. But, like, yeah, I just laid there. And I had a whole ass talk with Jesus. And he showed me himself, but not from the outside. It's like from it was from the inside. So what happens when you're doing telepathic communication is it, it feels like a tunnel is opening in your mind. And that's what it felt like. A, a giant tunnel opened right back to 2,000 years ago. And the, two, the man from 2,000 years ago, from inside his mind, was communicating. So he was telling me things. He was a whole lot of things. Oh, click again in the room. And um, he started to show me what he looks like. He said, I'm lanky, tall, and I'm long and lanky like you. And then he showed me himself sitting in like a meditation mode, like a, like a guru. And then he showed me that his skin, his skin tone, but I couldn't see his face. I couldn't see anything like that. It was more, he was showing me himself from the inside as if I'm not supposed to yet see him. Um, so when I say that I can communicate with him, it is genuinely, it's like telepathic communication. I can kind of, he can show me what he's seeing. So I can see the desert. I can see where he's at and I can even see conversations he's having with people, but I, I can't like stand outside of him and be in the room yet. I don't, 
that hasn't happened. So anyways, he's downloading information to me at that point, right? And he's, he's like, remember that I'm, remember who you are. The first thing he actually said to me was, um, stop doubting yourself. <laughs> that was the first message I heard was stop doubting yourself. Remember who you are. Remember what you are. And then he said, well, he reminded me of my lineage. And then he said, well, what do you know about ancestors? And so I'm laying there and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm t Mind you, as this is happening, I'm not saying a goddamn word out my mouth. I'm saying this all in my head and the phone next to me is just vibrating the whole time, on and off. Like, just, but like not just, not in a rhythm at all. It's just in actual answers to my questions. And I would go whole ass long minutes without saying anything of a question in my mind. And then bang, it would, it would vibrate if I, I can't even. So, so yeah, he ends up downloading to me. What is it that happens? What do you know about your ancestors? What do you know about ancestral shit, right? And the first thing that came to me was, well, ans my ancestors don't play about me. And he was like, oh, exactly. And I was like, oh, shit, that's right. Ancestors don't play about me, right? So then he said, remember, you know, the ancestors always protect their own. They never leave their, their own. But you will, they always you will go through things that your ancestors went through, but your ancestors will make sure that you get through the thing they didn't get through. And then he showed me crucifixion. And he said, I didn't survive the crucifixion. I didn't, I didn't get, I, my mission, I died. So you're not going to, you're not, this isn't going to take you out. None of what's going to happen with you is going to take you out because it took me out and we're not here to play this time. Then it, at the next thing that he showed me, was it like zoomed out and he showed me a mission. And it was like, I started getting communication from like Pleiadians, like more than just him. And they started saying, that was just phase one of the mission. And then I, then I, I started getting real nervous and I was like, wait, wait, wait now spirit, what y'all telling me about this phase? What do you mean about phase one? They said, Jesus was here as phase one. He was here just to get the divine masculine under control. But his mission, because women weren't in power at that time, it, there was, it, it, his, he had already agreed in advance to be the sacrifice. Because see, what I was doing is I was listening to him explain his, how his mission happened and him and Mary Magdalene and all of his um, like disciples and stuff. I was asking, like, I was remembering that moment where they say on the cross, he said, Father, why have you forsaken me? And I started kind of yelling in my head to this plea. I'm like, why would, what happened? What ha Like, why did you forsake him? Why did you, why did you let them destroy him? Like, why? And he was like, calm down. <laughs> Cause I'm like getting nervous. I'm like, are y'all gonna do that to me? Like he's like, no, calm down. First of all, remember your ancestors are always, like this is an ancestral mission is what they were kind of explaining it to me. And they were saying his whole point was to be the sacrifice because at that time, his message only could get as far as the Roman empire. So like at that time, Jesus was here as exactly what I am, but in a whole ass different, the world was in a different place, obviously, right? So his message could only get as far as like the Roman empire spanned, which was not every single person on the planet. Cause like at that time there was people all in the Americas, 
There was people all, you know, in Asia. There was people all over this world. But he, everything was, the messages were carried by hand and foot. You know, you walk in and talk in and people are, there's no planes, there's no internet, none of that, right? So it took three years for him to do his mission. But his mission could only get as far as the world was ready for it to get. Which means there was all these people in like Brazil, in like Iceland, up in Scotland. There was people down in Australia, people all over the different corners of the planet that were that were never going to hear his me message while he was alive. So, so the star beings saw that and allowed for his mission to be complete. The phasing out, his transition had to happen. The thing about the way his trans his transition needed to happen was it needed to send a message to the entire world, which it did. What happened to Jesus was so insanely powerful. It was so bad. It was so poetic that for the next 2,000 years, it left a mark on this planet. His message then got carried through a whole lot of fucked upness, right? Like it got turned into religions and so much shit happened in wars and all this. But what actually happened was the message of Christ survived 2,000 years to the point where they could send another person during a time where the message could get to every single human on the planet. You know, they used to say to this us in school growing up, every single person on this planet will have a chance to come to Christ. God will always give every single person an opportunity to come to Christ. And we would always ask, like, well, how? Like, how would the people that live in the huts out, da-da-da-da-da, ever get to hear the word of God, blah, blah, blah. And that's when they teach you, well, you got to be a missionary, you got to be an evangelist, you got to go and you just break your back and try to get the message to everybody. Little did they know that, no, 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 that's not what it meant. This, this is what it meant. The message of Christ was going to eventually get to every single ear on this planet when it was ready for every single ear on this planet to receive it. And that time could not come before the creation of the internet and social media. <laughs> so this is the download I'm getting. So they're showing me, they're like, so fear not, Amanda. The first phase, this is a, this is a much bigger mission than anyone ever realized, that like the two things are connected, that it wasn't actually as much of an accident as it looked like that they killed him that was the he was the sacrificial lamb he actually was the sacrificial lamb in a like bazillion thousand year old plan this plan spans more than 2000 years this plan has been going on for there it is a click in the room again for a long much longer time because the star beings have been trying to save this planet for bazillions of years. <laughs> because this is a sandbox planet. So the plan to upshift the place to love, to save Mama Gaia, to get it back into the Galactic Federation in a way to where we can be joined with our other star brethren, that plan is more than a 2,000 of our years old. Let's say it's 4,000 years old. Let's say that like 2,000 years before Jesus is when they started trying to... F when was Noah? So 
however long Noah was before Jesus. I mean, no, it had to be before then even because, I mean, the reason why they wiped the place out was to try and save the planet. Like, they have been trying to save this planet so many times, y'all. <laughs> and the world just keeps being so dark that it doesn't work. It, it doesn't work until now. So what they told me now in that meditation, like I said, it was a three-hour meditation. And for two hours, I was getting downloaded from the Yeshua was that they asked me, okay, Randa, what was the difference between now with women and then, right? Because like they sent, they sent Jesus as the poor one, the descendant of slaves, the one with the royal bloodline that had been buried in this oppressed people. Um, the one that was us definitely, absolutely on the tism scale. Um, he was gifted. He had gone through so many things in his life. He had gone through going out into isolation with the Buddhists. He came back. He was the one person carrying the Christ consciousness. But they also had a second person that was there. And she was the wealthy one. She was the one that was more socially adjusted. Mary Magdalene was not a poor prostitute woman, y'all. That woman was an educated, wealthy woman. And she funded his mission. That, 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 that's Mary Magdalene. And she was what we would consider, you know, the more normal one. <laughs> she could communicate with crowds in ways to um, that, that weren't socially awkward. Jesus was obviously the socially awkward one, right? But she wasn't the one walking around with the powers that could heal people, right? So they sent them in that form then. But see, Mary Magdalene, the world that they were in, she was not in power, and that's, that's, was the big thing, the difference between now and then, is that like, the reason why the Pharisees turned on Jesus is because what he was preaching was equality. And I've said this before, but this is what they told me in this download. They showed me the Pharisees and they showed me the Pharisees going to Caesar, not Caesar, yes, Caesar and, you know, saying that there's this person that's, um, he's causing, um, trouble in he's essentially creating a cult and is going to overturn the government in some way that's that was the message that was sent and it's why caesar needed to squash jesus out not because he actually cared about the jews but it was because the leaders of the jews were actually um threatened by jesus's power y'all already know this a lot of people in the christians know this okay so what they showed me though is the difference between then and now is that see now we have women in power like actual fucking power but we are also a new rome they always would say to us like america is the new rome so america is going to fall one day just like rome did i didn't like to believe that i didn't like to think of things that way that's not how i want to and that's not the message i'm trying to preach either <laughs> but the difference between what jesus was showing me then was then and now is that there was no way that Mary Magdalene was going to have institutional power other than just the fact that she was a wealthy woman. But we right now have a whole ass black woman in vice president power. We also have so many women across the world in power, in governmental power. With They have financial power. They have, they're, we are becoming more institutionally powerful as women. The, the institutions, the patriarchal institutions are, are doing their goddamnedest to try and keep it, keep it from not happening. But 
what Jesus is trying to show me is that like there was no hope for what we would think Jesus was here to do back then to happen. It, it, it That wasn't actually what he, he was just here as the messenger and he was actually the sacrificial lamb. So bless God. Thank you, Jesus, for you being the sacrifice. So I don't fucking got to do it because I this right here has ooh, four, 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 four. What I've been going through has been a bit of a crucifixion, but they're trying to show me like that's the extent of it for my on my part. Like what we've all experienced me go through is the extent of how bad it's going to get. <laughs> because my ancestors are making sure that the ways that it seemed like they failed, I will absolutely succeed in those places because that is, again, that's what ancestral love is and that's what ancestral power is and ancestral healing, generational healing. So they're showing me that like, you know, now is the time when women are have actual power. They can actually write laws. They can do all kinds of things. And that is why this mission is going to succeed now. They sent the two in inverted pairs this time. Now I'm the one. The woman is the one that's the the on the tism scale. She's got the powers. She's the witch. She's the poor one. She's the one descended from the slave. She's the one with the buried royal line. She's, you know, socially awkward. She's the isolated one. She was out with the Buddhists and she came back. And the other half is the one that's more socially adjusted, the one that has the money, the one that has the connections, the one that can be a part of society in what we would call a normal way. The difference, though, between then and now is that because the divine feminine is the one in control of the shit now, the, there is no need for it to turn out the way that we all expected it to with Jesus and Mary Magdalene. So how Jesus and Mary Magdalene, they came together and they made Sophia, that was literally part of the plan so that I could get here. But there doesn't actually need to be a repeat of that. The divine connection only needs to go as far as it has because it's done what it's needed to do which is to upshift us and get the message of Christ to every ear on the planet because for damn sure every ear on the planet is going to hear this if they at some point like the because the internet is accessible to nearly every ear on the planet every person on the planet so th what they're showing me is that this time around Everything that a woman could want or dream of to experience, that is actually what is the goal for the star people and the star beings and, and, and the plant. Joy, abundance, love, light, but also freedom, expression, sexual expression, sensual freedom, um, inner child um, joy being able to go on adventures have adventure have as much connection very opposite from what we would think the divine masculine would because you know when Jesus was here that wasn't his his, his focus wasn't going out and having all this fun and stuff it was like masculine 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 we're gonna preach we're gonna march we're gonna go all over the goddamn world we're gonna give messages we're going to you know his thing wasn't about just being free and have fun and have, you know, party and all that stuff. Granted, he did turn the water into wine to help the party keep going. But, like, he wasn't the one throwing the parties, right? Like, this is the time, though, for the Christ to be the one that throws the parties, 
for the Christ to be the one that is the uh, having the bacchanal. Because that's the feminine. The feminine is about expression and enjoyment and beauty and love and light. So that's the message I got that like this time around, everything that a Christ could want and need is going to be fulfilled. And that that person doesn't have to like do too much at all, which I know y'all have been telling me that and I already know that. There's a reason why I've been doing things the way I've been doing it. And one day I will share that, but we're not there yet because there's so many timelines still operating right now. So, um, so yeah, that was, that was the message I got from Jesus was that like every ear is going to hear the message of Christ. That's what that all always meant. It didn't mean that missionaries need to be going and trying to force people into Christianity. That is not at all what it is. It's like everybody just need as connected through social media and we all get to listen to Christ speak. Bang. And everybody hears it all at once. And so everyone has a choice. Y'all fucking heard that. What? Okay. It's, it's Freya. Everybody is here right now. So, so everyone will get the chance to choose love and choose peace in everything that they do over chaos. To choose love in whatever form it comes to you over chaos and to live in peace. And spreading the message of love. That is it. Nothing more. No, go say your prayers. No, dress this way. No, don't be dancing this way. No, don't be cussing over here. No, don't be going to this party. No, don't be... Do like, it's just love. That's all the message is. Because love is really the only thing that's going to carry you through. That's Love is the only thing that I've been operating off of. It's the only thing that's been keeping me going past the time that I was half dead in the futon over a year ago. So... The last thing, speaking of that futon, that I, and I have it, they told me to write it down too. And they said to write it just like this so I could say it to y'all. I think I created a she haunted house. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. So yeah, I got this channeled message on 829. So the night, it was literally midnight I got the message on the night of the 28th. So right into the 29th. This is what I got the message. That my ancestors showed me that I created what will become a haunted house. <laughs> so like when I was living in my house in deposit, I was seeding so much light, but I was also seancing all the time. Like I happen to see this, uh, I love these podcasts. What I, I watch this podcast a lot, Heart Starts Pounding. And I think she was doing a show where I was watching and she was talking about how somebody... Eleanor Roosevelt, I think, was doing... I hope this is the right podcast. I'll be watching a lot of podcasts on, like, um, like ghost stories and, 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 like, true crime and stuff. But this particular... I'm pretty sure it was Heart Starts Pounding. She was talking about how Eleanor Roosevelt was always holding seances in the White House. And so the, how the White House is haunted. So, but she, how she was explaining it, I was sitting there and I was like, but don't I... Isn't that what I do? Isn't that what I do? Kind of. I just don't do it with people. I... I she, so they were saying that there was portals open all over the place. And so I was being shown that like during that time, especially during those COVID quarantine years, I was opening a lot of portals in that house. And I told a lot of stories about this. Y'all, y'all have heard me talk about like the fairy portal that I, like the fairy ring that showed up outside my house or like how I was getting dreams and getting maps of this house, how 
this room over here was actually in this realm and this room over here was in this realm and there's a tavern in the basement and they're showing me maps of places. So like at midnight the other night, I get the download that all of that stuff I did at the time when I was doing it, I was trying to actually see light and I went all over the property and I created all these altars and I actually seated whole ass light beings down. Y'all know this because I told y'all there's people that are still out there that will attest to the fact that they also witnessed these light beings. And I was doing actual healing of people out there. Like miraculous shit was happening on that property. Um, fairies, everything. But I would sit at my fairy tree every morning and I would have this experience where I would sense and see the longer I was there, especially when the older women started coming and they were telling me like they were seeing it too, that like, I'm, I would call it the she playground. I actually said that to one of the women. I said, this is being turned into what I'm calling the she playground because the she are actually here because this, these mountains were Druid mountains that were connected, used to be connected to the Druid mountains in Scotland. Like we know this, right? Like that's, that's actually fact. So I'm sitting on this sacred land in upstate New York with these old ass trees that are communicating to me and so many other people. And I'm seeing light beings in my mind's eye, just floating around, just being, right? And when, I when it was time for me to leave, when I was getting ready to leave, I went around to all the different trees and I had conversations with those trees and I said goodbye. And they told me it was safe for me to go. They said, it will be safe for you to go. We'll be okay. The whole property is going to be taken care of, they said. And they, they told me exactly who was going to be remaining there to take care of it. And I released that whole place in love. I took, you know, crystals and stuff. And I'm going to go back still and get some more plants and things. But, like, when I left it, I left with the understanding that so much light had been seeded on that place. That that place is going to be, that it is a healing place for so many people. But, y'all. The other night, though, I got a whole ass another message from my ancestors. Because you remember what Jesus said? He said, remember Randa? Oh, he also told me to call him Grandfather Jesus. What the fuck? Like, that's so crazy. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you are technically a grandfather. I'm like in your Grandpa Jesus. What the? I'm, I'm sorry if I be offending people with that, but that's what he told me to call him. But so he said, think about your grandfathers then. Because I kept getting all these ancestor messages through my tarot people that like your these women were saying every day for like a week, your grandfather has messages for you. And I kept thinking like, well, which grandfather? Like I know different grandfathers. When I get this, then I finally have this talk, little talk with Jesus. I had me a little talk with Jesus and he's like, I'm your grandfather. I'm like, oh shit, that's the grandfather that's been sending all these messages, right? Okay. He is also a she descendant, right? We know this. We know that he was a descendant of the she. So as I'm getting the channeled message on midnight of the 28th, the other night, they're saying that what I did was I created a she playground. I created an ancestral playground. They are there. That is their place. They're going to be there forever now. Like that is a sacred place now. Five, 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 five on the clock. The thing is though, is that the way karma works, ancestors always dish out the karma that is necessary. So imagine you are the descendant of Christ and Christ himself is watching you be abused in a place for years. And not just Christ, 
your entire lineage, not just the ones you know about either, because at the time I only knew about my black people. But when you then learn that you have an entire lineage that reaches back to the she, and even further back beyond that, to the supreme and creator gods of Egypt, they all sat and watched their baby be abused for years. And what she did through that was see light and create a giant portal for them to come through, for them to see down and for them to exist on this plane. So what they told me the other night is to, said, they said, say this exact line to the people. I think I created a haunted she house because forevermore now, the ones who stay there who are deserving of their karma, I can't even tell you what the she are gonna do there on that property to and for people. That, that's, that's what I get, like, the haunted house stories that I get to watch on these podcasts of what happens to people in haunted houses. I've never experienced haunted houseness. I've experienced light beingness. So like, the paranormal in a way that isn't at all threatening. It's always helping, right? But imagine you're someone who has done nothing but negative things to people of light. What would your karma be then, especially if the people that you offended were the she themselves? Now, if you are of Irish descent or Scottish descent or British descent, you will know good goddamn well that the she are nothing to ever be fucked with or played with. Like you, that is why we say never go to or walk up to a she or a fairy, fairy mound. And there's all these rules about the fairies, right? But if you are an actual fairy, you ain't got to worry about that, which I don't and I never have. But if you are not a fairy, you should probably really, really worry about living on a fairy playground on a she playground. That should be of concern to so many people. So that's how I learned that I can create haunted houses. That will never hurt me, they'll only help me. But the people that end up going and living in them after me, they should probably worry. I'm rhyming. Oh, this is this is a fairy thing. This is exactly the spirit is here, and I'm almost at an hour. So that was the message. It was that you know it, that that was it. I think that was it. Yeah, I, I, and I will continue to see light. They reminded me that wherever I go, I will always see light. And you know, this little place that I'm in, I've been seeing so much light. So this is going to heal some people. Whoever comes here after me is going to be nice and healed. But if you have karma that you need repaid to you, um, then that's also going to hit you wherever I have been. <laughs> they also told me too, that you ran to our karma. Like I am the avatar that was created by the people of the Pleiades called Soraya to walk through this whole world as karma itself. So like I'm being driven by not just one person. It's the whole collective of the Pleiades that is Soraya that operates through me Imagine you have like a, a group of people that you want to like play fantasy football with and you guys all create a character. Is, is that how it even works, fantasy football? No, wrong thing. So like, say you have a game that you're all picking a character, but you're a group of people and you're going to 
it, use this one character. You're going to build a character to represent your whole team. That's me. I am the female character of the whole of the Pleiades. And that's what Jesus was. He was the male avatar of the whole of the Pleiades called Sariah. So karma comes from them. They're, I am, I'm out of that. I'm, I'm out of control. I'm being like, what is, what is joysticked around? I'm like being joysticked around as people's karma unintentionally, completely unintentionally, because I'm just here to be and have fun and live my life. So I will continue to see the light and create my little haunted she houses wherever I go. <laughs> this is fun because the she house will bless you if you are living in light, but it will curse you if you aren't. So, uh, that's all. I love being a fairy witch. Blessed be. I hope this was helpful and fun for y'all. Um, this has been fun to come back to. Uh, yeah, and I'm at an hour. All right. I love y'all so much. Happy Freya's Day. Blessed be. Oh, and it's Labor Day weekend. So happy Labor Day weekend to everyone. And I hope everyone has all sorts of fun wherever they at. <sighs> Blessed be. Bye.